It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, October 19th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that has one RFA signing down and one more to go. Well, I guess I will say accepting of a qualifying offer. <laughs> Nolan Patrick is signed, which we will get into a little bit later. But uh, if you didn't know, you should follow us on Twitter, Locked on Flyers, so that you can keep up to date with all of the Flyers signings and off-season moves. And if you don't have Twitter, you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. Don't forget this Wednesday we have our mailbag, so if you have any questions, send them in. We are your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And today we are going to talk about uh, the Nolan Patrick signing. And then Chuck Fletcher um, had his media availability on Friday. So we're going to get into some of his comments, see if they align with our own. Then, of course, we will wrap up with our Nemesis of the Week and Flyers Fun thing. Lockdown Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you're subscribed so you get all of our episodes here on the Lockdown Sports Network. All right, Rachel. So before we get into the Nolan Patrick accepting of the qualifying offer, let's get into Fletcher's media availability. He said a lot of things that I expected from him, but some things were a little interesting. So Overall, like he said that the Flyers, of course, are still actively talking to teams and agents just to see what kind of deals are out there. But he said other than Petrangelo, no other defenseman they brought in was going to have that same stylistic fit as Niskanen. And then he said that he is pretty much focusing on re-signing Myers and Patrick. And this, obviously, media availability was uh, before the Flyers uh, tweeted out that they have re-signed Nolan Patrick. So yeah, Chuck just said pretty much those signing those two players were uh, at the top of his list. He really wants to get something done in the near future. So hopefully we'll hear something uh, from Phil Myers. So just starting off with those, was there anything that surprised you that he said or? I think that the biggest thing for me is that I'm kind of confused as to why they're having this kind of media availability with this level of frequency when nothing is happening. I mean, not nothing, <laughs> but it just seems like, you know, he's saying things just to kind of prove that he's doing his job. But not like we've known that he wasn't going to do anything major unless like the perfect 
thing landed on his lap, right? And it was clear from how free agency went that he wasn't going to get like the any big name free agents considering what they were going for and and the way that he had been talking about their approach. So I was just like, wh- like, why are we here? <laughs> that was my question <laughs> for this entire press conference. That is absolutely fair. I don't know. I don't know what it specifically is, but it seems like, you know, all of the Flyers beats need uh, some content. So why not throw Chuck out there and get some quotes so that uh, all of the fans can overanalyze this team even more than they already do? That's true. I I did see somebody post. I wish I remember who it was, but they said that the Flyers are are the wild of the East. And I just had this like horrible sinking feeling in my gut, like thinking, oh, no, what if this is true? Yeah, I mean, I know I'm probably biased, but I I wouldn't say that. I think there's a lot to like about the Flyers, uh, their future and them right now, like as how they're configured. So um, I don't know if I would say they're the wild, but yeah, I guess you really can't shake any of those comparisons until you go all the way to the to the end of the road and win the cup. So uh, hopefully the Flyers can do that. So we're not stuck with that. Uh, But Chuck also talked about Gustafson, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast. Uh, He said the signing um, was was because they feel they have a number of strong defenders on the team and are very uh, structured defensively as a group. And Gustafson brings in an offensive element to the back end. Chuck went on to say that he likes Gustafson's ability to have a high-end impact on a five-on-five offense. He also noted that over the past three seasons, Gustafson ranks 10th among defensemen and even strength points per 60. Um, and then he, I guess he was asked about the similarities between Gustafson and Ghost. And so he said, you know, personally, he feels comfortable having both in the lineup. Uh, he said that they aren't as similar as many claim. Uh, Gustafson uses deception and vision to create where Ghost is more of a shooter. Obviously, both of them are like offensive defensemen and they're better def- uh, offensively. But, you know, he said specifically with Provorov, who is an elite defensive defenseman and Sandheim and Myers, who, in his opinion, uh, can become elite shutdown D-men with Braun strong on defense as well. He feels that the missing part of the defense as of right now was an offensive flair. So he likes the idea of um, Gustafson and and his role and his strengths. And he feels like that was missing from the Flyers uh, defense. Well, again, I'm a little confused there in terms of his argument that they weren't as similar as some would say, I I don't know that I buy that because, you know, we did as our Flyers fun thing last week, a highlight reel of Gustafson's goals from 2018-19. And if you look at them, they're (laughs) one-timers. And like, that's what Ghost does from the point. So it's, it seems like he's trying to split hairs here that 
maybe don't exist. And, you know, it could be that maybe like he's saying that Ghost will just be at the point and do his one timers just from there, whereas Gustafson maybe tries to find different places to take them from. And if that's what he's saying, maybe I buy it. But it just... You know, I I don't disagree that maybe having two players like that could be an advantage. I'm just like the way he's trying to justify it just doesn't add up to me entirely. I think that's that's really fair. These comments surprise me a bit because, you know, while it's always great to see a GM go out and get someone that can help on the off uh, offensively. Um, and I mean, after watching the Flyers in, in the playoffs, yeah, they do need someone to help score goals. But yeah, that him just trying to, like you said, split hairs between the differences between Ghost and Gustafson, mm, I felt like that was a stretch. I've seen a lot of people just saying that, you know, the addition of Gustafson helps, uh, helps the Flyers out if they need to move out um, Ghost at any point, whether that's in the off season or throughout the regular season. Um, he just helps in that aspect, which I definitely agree. But, um, you know, at one point I do, like I said, I did like that. He's adding someone offensively. I was a little confused. I feel like maybe he's been (laughs) on Flyers Twitter a little bit. I think that, you know, I'm a, I'm just a little wary about how they're going to use Ghost and Gustafson should they both end up on the team by the time the season starts. Just because if they're trying to, like, give them enough time to make one of them available at the trade deadline, I, I don't know how they're going to showcase both of them in the mm. way that they need to. That kind of worries me as well. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how the lines or the defensive pairings are going to look, but I I don't see Ghost getting in this. For whatever reason, I just feel like it'll be Braun Haig and maybe Gustafson um, Sandheim. Uh, but I, I just don't see Ghost getting in there, even with Fletcher saying that. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, one thing that I never have to question is Built Bar. And everyone listening, you have to know by now how much we love Built Bar. And if you don't, Built Bars are the best protein bars out on the market right now. They are super soft bars that taste pretty much like a candy bar, which is fitting around this time of the season. And now they got even tastier. They have 18 amazing flavors to choose from. So they really have something for everybody, but right now they have six new flavors, which is caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and a really, really nice fall protein bar, uh, apple almond crisp. I love them. I literally ate one this morning. So, so good. Yeah, I've been going on a lot of hikes right now, trying to enjoy the fall weather and get out and see the fall foliage and stuff. And Built Bars are the perfect treat to bring along with me to keep me going on those hikes because they're healthy and they're great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight. They're an amazing combination of low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high fiber content. And if you're on the keto diet, they'll fit right in. 
So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, Rachel. So I said that it seems like Fletcher has been a little bit too online. And this one, I feel like, was a direct to us because the last time we talked about the Flyers, we were talking about maybe some possible free agents that are available. And wrapping up his media availability, Fletcher talked about the forward group. He said, maybe I like our forward group more than some other people do, but I think that we're really deep on the wing. I think that we're as deep as any team. So anybody you bring in is going to have to be an upgrade over what you have. He also uh, pointed out that it's more and more difficult to move money out and reference recent trades where the value of a player was diminished based on the flat cap. Um, And then he also pointed out that two summers ago, Philadelphia signed GVR and then they signed Kevin Hayes the summer after. And so he said, as an org, there's only so many multi-year contracts you can acquire via trade or sign in free agency with a five, six, seven, eight, or $9 million cap hit. There's just a limit in a flat cap era. So <laughs> I specifically feel called out because I was definitely someone who wanted uh, Patrick Line. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was definitely a a not-so-subtle hint that they just don't think that Line A is in the cards right now, given everything. So, do any of these comments change your opinion on what the Flyers need to do or what you want the Flyers to do? Um, you know, I, I guess I have mostly resigned myself to setting my expectations to what I think they'll do versus what I want them to do. I I think that he's right in the sense that there is a solid lineup there, assuming that everybody performs, you know, at least close to the top of their game, right? It's the, the problem comes in if, if some of these guys don't do that, like JVR or, you know, maybe Scott Lawton doesn't have as good a season and doesn't project forward the way we think he is. You know, I just feel like there isn't enough, even though they have a ton of depth at wing, like he's talking about, and I don't disagree. I just worry that if enough of them don't perform at the top of their game, they're going to kind of be stuck. That's a really good point. I think that's fair to say because, you know, very rarely do you get uh, a team or consistency from everybody. all Like all at once. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's kind of just like everyone has not, I don't want to say breakout years, but like you said, last season, Scott Lawton was really good. Travis Konechny was really good. But this season, you know, we might not see that same production from either of them, which is what, it's not what you're hoping for, but I mean, to be realistic, that's the uncertainty about sports, right? Is that you never know uh, if everybody's going to go, but hopefully there's other people that step up and have breakout years and, you know, fill in that void that other people's productions um, or wavering production has left. So a lot of it depends on the lineups that AV wants to go with. And obviously he's, he changes things up when he sees fit, you know, making sure that top six is going and that everyone that's in that top six is going is going to be so important. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? To your point, maybe we get a call up from Tanner Lazinski or Wade Allison, Morgan Frost, you know, Linus Sandine, who we haven't even really factored in much in our discussions here. Maybe one of them gets called up and just breaks out and becomes a solid NHL player would be the happiest day of my life. It's just hard to... (laughs) to expect that right and to think that we have a stanley cup level roster as it currently stands yeah and yeah you can't really i mean you can hope for breakout years from rookies but you can never bank on them but i will say that you know there's been plenty of teams and again tampa is the perfect example of that where they had a stanley cup winning roster and it just did not perform and you know past stanley cup champs didn't really look like they had a Stanley Cup roster like I mean I don't think anyone starting the season last year would have thought Dallas would be in the Stanley Cup final and and Sagan Ben and their top people aren't the ones leading the way production wise so you never really know but but I, I do agree with you and with Chuck that you know this roster it's a good roster could it be better of course but for in a flat cap and you know, what's available out there right now, I think the Flyers are in a really good position. So one thing banking on whether the Flyers are a Stanley Cup contender or not is uh, that 3C position. So we know by now that Nolan Patrick has signed. He accepted his qualifying offer, which was one year, uh, $874,000 uh, dollars um which is a previous a, a small increase from his previous base salary and for those if you if you didn't know which like like myself I did not know that all qualifying offers are one year deals and Patrick of course is not arbitration eligible he was not allowed to sign an offer sheet so this deal probably was like the best for both the the parties because you know I don't think that his team or or his agent would really want a long-term deal at this cap it. Yeah, it's definitely the right move. I think, you know, it's obviously a risk to some degree to re-sign him. So giving him a a really small increase is a nice gesture, but having it be a one-year deal to see if he's really going to be able to play and then kind of renegotiate after that should he come back and be healthy and, and have a successful year. I think it's the perfect situation, and I'm glad they were able to come to that agreement. 
Yeah, same here. I mean, I've always wanted the Flyers to re-sign Patrick. So it's good that he is re-signed. Um, yeah, that's one less thing we have to worry about. Yeah, and hopefully, to your point, he will be back full-time and be able to, you know, fill that 3C position so we don't have to worry about trying to wedge somebody else into that slot like they kind of did for this past year and just, like, let everybody else kind of focus on their jobs the best they can and keep Raffle on the wing, keep Lawton on the wing, and... And hopefully that'll make them more successful as well. Uh, we did see some other teammates talking about the Nolan Patrick re-signing. And Jake was one of the first to comment on Patrick accepting his qualifying offer. He <laughs> replied to the Flyers tweet where he said, you are the effing man. Let's get it. Let's get at it, beauty. And then Claude quote tweeted and said stud. And then Jordan Hall quote tweeted Jake's tweet with a quote from Voracek in early February that he said about Nolan Patrick, where he said, he's a big part of our team, uh, especially when he comes back. He's going to be huge, a huge boost. I'm excited to get him back. He's a great kid, still young, great kid, great teammate, which I thought was just extra touching (laughs) with uh, Patrick being re-signed. I am looking forward to more quality Nolan Patrick, Travis Konechny content as well. Yes, absolutely. So with that, does this make you feel more confident that Patrick will play next season? Just because the Flyers re-signing him, we don't know much about his health, but it has been said that Chuck is consistently, like, monthly speaking to Patrick, um, and Patrick is in constant communication with the trainers. Yeah, and he's been playing in some scrimmages recently, and I know that's different than, obviously, full-blown NHL hockey, but it's a good sign that he's at least, you know, playing on the ice in a hockey situation with other people there and not just, Mm -hmm. you know, out by himself doing drills and stuff like that. So I think it's a good sign on that front, and I don't think they would have given him a qualifying offer if they didn't think there was a very high chance that he would be able to return. Yeah, I, I completely agree. This definitely made me feel a lot better. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And so, yeah, one down, one to go at the time of recording. Uh, Phil Myers did not accept his qualifying offer from the Flyers. The deadline to accept that qualifying offer was Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We haven't heard anything yet. And as of right now, looking at Cap Friendly, the Flyers have about $4 million left over to resign Phil Myers. Man, I'd love to be a fly on the wall to know what they offered him. Uh, for him not to accept it. 
Very much same. Very, very <laughs> much same. Uh, it, it should be noted that, you know, even though the qualifying offer expired, um, teams can extend the deadline if they want to on a case-by-case basis, but and the teams also still ref- retain their rights. So it's not like they can go running off and sign somewhere else unless the team allows them to. Because they feel like that they're in an, an impasse that isn't going to work. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like that from, especially what uh, Fletcher said earlier. I mean, obviously Myers is a, is a, is a big part of the defensive core moving forward. His comments on like, you know, F- Myers developing into a, a two way uh, or a defensive defenseman, if that plays in the role of what, you know, Myers is, agent is saying like listen Niskanen gone uh we know who's most likely gonna fill that top spot um so maybe he might be asking for a little bit more money I wonder it could be or term they want differently so uh we'll see how it plays out I know we earlier in the month we were talking about like what we would sign uh, Phil Myers too with Niskanen gone does that does your offer change a little bit or are you saying the same with I mean I think it's about two mm-hmm. I mean I would I'm comfortable giving him like th- three million a year so uh, we'll see we'll definitely have to keep an eye out on what Fletcher does hopefully fingers crossed this doesn't drag out too long <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it is time for our Nemesis of the Week. For those of you who might be newer to the podcast, each Monday we identify who or what in hockey is our nemesis for the upcoming week. Last week we had free agency FOMO, and even though we, you know, talked about it being our nemesis of the week, I still had it. (laughs) I was still kind of wanting the Flyers to do something, uh, which is toxic of me, but it's who I am. Uh, But this week, I think as everything starts to slow down, wind down, and we are hitting again that off-season mode, my nemesis is going to be rewatching games. Now, I know everyone's probably thinking, what? But uh, I just don't want to rewatch like the the one the games we've watched over and over again like I'm ready for some new content and I know that that's not available to us right now but man if I have to watch like a game from 2010 I'm gonna be like no I want to see this Flyers team like the one that I'm gonna see in a in the upcoming months like watching the Flyers in the postseason wasn't the funnest but it's still, I could still, you know, imagine what they're going to be like next season. So, yeah, I think that's going to be my nemesis. <laughs> I might kick myself saying this now in like a couple of months when the, the NHL doesn't start until February, but who knows? Yeah, I think you're on to something there because I would, I would say I would be more apt to rewatch games from like a long time ago, <laughs> like <laughs> historical stuff. So it feels like completely disconnected. But if I rewatch something from an era that I watched at that time, I think I'm, I'm kind of over that. <laughs> <laughs> completely valid. I'm, I'm glad you get me on that. Um, 
All right. So our Flyers fun thing is it's not. Okay. So the NHL 21, it's not specifically the Flyers, but they had a really good promo and it was directed or specific to each team. So if you haven't seen it already, it is it's like very very fun it's about a little bit under two minutes but they get everybody like all of the announcers um like on Sportsnet and like guys that just like I think it was Darren Dreger that was on here like breaking news and it's um a kid who is like I think it starts to follows him at 16 he's like killing it in uh juniors then he goes overseas to play he's like the number one uh, ranked prospect in the world. He goes first overall. And then they have uh, uh, Alexia Lafreniere and he's in there saying like, what? And then Austin Matthews is like, yeah, he's good, but he's not, he's not going to score four goals in his first game. And they have him score four goals. And then Austin's like, oh my God, this kid's for real. Um, Then all of a sudden he gets traded to Surprise, surprise, the Flyers. And now uh, they're saying, oh, he's gelling with the team. Can they do it? Can he do it? And then it goes all the way to the Stanley Cup final. It gets tripped in overtime, and it's a penalty shot. And then that's where they leave you. It's very, very good. I didn't do it justice giving an overview, but it's so fun to watch. Like, I'm not a big video game person, but this is a storyline I could get behind, especially when it ends with the this like number one overall coming to the flyers and then them in the stanley cup finals (laughs) so very good yeah they did like different versions for each of the teams that he got traded to so i actually saw the rangers one first and i was like what don't like that and then then i realized what had happened (laughs) but um yeah it's it's a fun game promo and i will never play the game but i appreciate the promo (laughs) Yeah, and this is so different from promo that they've done before. Um, so yeah, it was really good. Sorry you had to see the Rangers one first. I saw the Flyers first. So I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. And then I saw, I think another team, I forget. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, they did it for each team. That's interesting. That's interesting. I like that. It gets the fans in it. Because I know I would have just like looked o- like I wouldn't have paid it too much attention if it wasn't the Flyers. Yeah. So kudos to them. Everyone's getting uh, really creative (laughs) we love to see it so with that thank you guys so much for listening to today's show we'll be back again tomorrow as a reminder we always want to hear from you so make sure you get us in your questions for our weekly mailbag you can reach us on twitter at locked on flyers or locked on flyers at gmail.com i'm danielle you can find me on twitter at danielle underscore nick that's danielle underscore n-i-c-c And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now tune into the most recent episode of Locked on NHL. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked on NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked on NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.